Welcome to the Town Brothers Podcast Experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Talon Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan, Nathan Talon, and with me today... Tyler Bourne, thanks for listening. And uh, no Nick, but we got something better, a special guest on this episode of the podcast. Jacob Baker. The Godzilla expert. And before we jump into anything, I would like to announce some audibles we're, uh, I initiated into this podcast, where we will be cutting the trailer topic... Um, completely out of the show but instead we include the trailers in just the news and we'll trim the fat in the news segment a little bit and then that gives us more time to have a topic of the show where we can do more deep dives into a movie or like a specific thing that comes up in the news like we did with endgame and kind of just include something not as big as that but old moves i'd say yeah i'd say i'm pretty much a genius for thinking about this in the show i, I agree i agree <laughs> uh but anyways Let's just start off. We'll jump into the news. First things first, uh, this should get Tyler excited. Um, John Cena is joining Fast and Furious 9. Um, I mean, Fast and Furious has got to be the worst popular franchise that is still in existence right now. I feel like since the fifth movie, they just keep dipping and dipping in quality, where at one point they just kept getting better and better. And ever since the fifth movie, it's like, okay, a little bit worse. And then it went to seven, and it was like, yeah, that was worse. And then it went to eight, and then I was like, that really sucked. It really and, dropped off. Yeah, and now we've got to see Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Which, something about Hobbs and Shaw, though, looks like – because they're just totally abandoning the whole car, like I don't, the car orgy I fest that like all the they, movies are. I feel are. like they've abandoned <clears throat> everything, yeah. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw looks like it might be so ridiculous, but it's clearly self-aware. So I think that could be relatively fun and entertaining, but – I don't care about Fast and Furious 9. They should have ended the freaking franchise like 10 movies ago. It makes sense that John Cena is a part of it, though, I feel. Oh, yeah. I didn't even bring up John Cena's in it. Who cares? Like, who cares? Is he, he going to fight The Rock? Because that's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be John Cena fights The Rock and all the WWE fans. They were like, how can we get more people to see the movie? And they were like, there's this weird crossover where people who like the WWE really like Fast and Furious movies. Like, let's just put the WWE <laughs> in the freaking movie, too. It's stupid. Well, don't they have another one playing, um, like, The Rock's brother in Hobbs and Shaw? I think they have a WWE. I don't honestly. I don't know. Now I've only seen the first Fast and Furious movie, so watching the trailer for Hobbs and Shaw, I don't even know how. You know, you didn't see eight or seven. No, I haven't seen a single one. So here's what I'll tell you: the fifth one is a legitimate, really good action movie. Like it's really, really good. It's easily the best in the franchise. That's in my what opinion. I hear. Like a way steps above the rest, and all the other ones are just like totally over the top and ridiculous, and like take themselves too seriously while also still clearly being, being kind of self-aware it's yeah. so weird like what they try and do with those movies and i'm just, i'm just not a fan they're not for me well who was the who was the villain in the eighth one wasn't it Char theron or whatever okay yeah. yeah is that the one where she I just forgot dude it, when yeah. she just controls cars yes. like they're insects yeah yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. thanks for reminding yeah. me i remember that in the trailer oh yeah, yeah. I'm excited, dude. Hobbs and Shaw. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna see any other. He really is the Black Superman. Great. The best Look at line. Me. I'm Black Superman. <laughs> the be the best line is when. <laughs> it's so stupid when like some you like, you just up and just kills all these people and then of course someone gets the last word. It's like who are you? And he says bad guy and he shoots them. <laughs> great, great. What line. happened to all the guns? I got rid of them. 
Yeah. I, I like I'm the excited. Part, I like the part when The Rock just flexes and he screams. I think that's the highlight of the trailer. I'll move on. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't it like, it feels like The Rock has so much influence in the movies that he's in where they like, he like incorporates his own brand in like yeah. the movies now. 100%. Like now they're going to like his the hometown yeah. and like they're going to be, yeah. Well, from a studio perspective, it makes sense. You want that, yeah? Exactly. Yeah, he's got to bring in so much money. Jake, what do you think about the Fast and Furious franchise as well as John Cena joining Fast and Furious Nine? So, what's the title going to be? By the way, do we know? I don't know. Space. <laughs> After four, I didn't care that much. Obviously, said five was. You don't like five? I didn't say that. I oh, said okay. <laughs> <laughs> five is good, but like after that, I couldn't really care. Yeah. At all. I never saw any of them theaters. I didn't rent them. I streamed them mm-hmm. illegally. <laughs> <laughs> and then they don't need your. Hey, money, don't admit honestly. that, dude. Come on. And so, <laughs> what's your address so the FBI can come and kick down the door? Hobbs and Shaw looks. I don't know. If it's fun, it's fun. Then I don't know. Of course, they're gonna bring in John Cena. It's gonna bring in more money. Who else? Yeah. Who Does else do they add? Does else? John Cena add money? Yes. Like, yeah. No, yeah, why not? I don't think at this point I don't know if you can add money to the Fast and Furious. I <laughs> yeah, think it's oh, just gonna good point. go down now. I don't think that I can say that I used to watch Too Fast, Too Furious all the time. It was so much fun when I was seven. I used to And watch... then I turned eight and quit watching. I used to watch the first one and Tokyo Drift all the time. I've still never seen Tokyo <laughs> it's Drift. It's so funny. Do you know what the best part of the first Fast and Furious movie is? Is that they try, like, the whole crux of it is they're stealing, like, these DVD players. It's like combo. Yeah. Yeah, they're like mini TVs with a VHS player in them. Like, that's the big money right there. Yeah. And it's very interesting to watch. Knowing that it evolves into people getting superpowers and swarms. Yeah, genetic cars. human think that it's even the yeah. same universe. It, like, it, just come on. Okay. Next up, uh, Bond 25 seems to be cursed. There's like an explosion during the thing. That. So two guys that. got injured, yep. right? No, no deaths. And though. the um, Pinewood, where they're shooting, got messed up a little bit. And then uh, Daniel Craig broke we, his ankle. Yeah, we weren't able to talk oh, about that yeah. on the podcast, but yep. he broke his ankle. And then Danny Boyle laughed at early Who's directing on. that? Is it still Kerry Fukunaga? Yeah, which okay. I'm still excited about yeah. because he's awesome. Um, but, yeah, it just seems like it might be. And uh, who's shooting it? Do we know who's shooting it? Any is it Hoyt? <clears throat> oh, it, it's going to be – listen, technically it's going to be good. Yeah. I just hope it's written well because I think yeah. that was the problem yeah. with Spectre is they just kind of botched the villain. It's not, it's not even that. Spectre, they made such – leaps with like james bond in general where it wasn't like with casino royale you <clears throat> forget quantum of solace exists what and movie? then sky and then skyfall like they felt so different than other james bond mm-hmm. movies and then specter felt like it was an older james bond movie which i feel like is fine if that's what you're into but like it had Except the it was... si- dave batista was like the silent yep. strong man he had like the super and it was two mus- hours and 45 minutes long wait it was that long i don't know but it felt it like that long. when i was sitting in the theater and they I... wasted Kristoff. Oh. oh yeah. What a, especially after Javier Bardem and Skyfall, I thought for sure it was like they're gonna do. He's gonna top Javier Bardem. This will be great. And it was just fell super short. Yeah, of even even Javier Bardem wasn't that great. Really? Yeah. I thought I really, I thought he was good. I, yeah, I think. It, yeah. I I, I like Skyfall <clears throat> for like almost everything except like the plot. 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> I like the beginning of it, like how it's like, oh man, we got James Bond isn't the best spy in the world anymore. And then he just becomes the best spy <laughs> again at the end of it. It's like okay. I kind of li- I like the whole Home Alone stuff at the end. Yeah, I the like traps. that too. It's just it's like cool... the like yeah. The villain just didn't really. And it do felt it for me. small. Like it wasn't this yeah. crazy big. It was just like him in his house, and you got the guys coming to him. I thought that was just a unique way to do the finale of but, a James um, Bond movie. But that's why Casino Royale is just the best one. Any disagreements here? No, it's pretty damn uh, good. Skyfall's the best one. People only say that because Deacon shot it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Pat I'm a big, what's the one called? Octopussy? That's my favorite <laughs> one. <laughs> I liked, um, I liked, what's the one when they, I like, is it Moonraker? I like that Yeah, when they go kid. in space. Yeah, I like that as a Never kid, saw but it's that not one. good. Yeah. <laughs> it's got Jaws in it, which is all that matters. And he has like a love interest in that movie too. That's a weird one. <sighs> All right, let's move on. Uh, Onward trailer, the new Pixar um, movie coming out in 2020, uh, directed by Pixar does this thing where, you know, they have animators on staff and then they give him like a less, they'll give them a, like a less. Um, like a short film or something? Yeah, they let him direct a short film and they'll give him like a sequel to something that like this guy Cars directed too. Monsters University. So it's like now, they're, the best now they're trusting them with. Honestly, that's not like, in a toy. That's not yeah, called Toy Story. Yeah, like I like and Incredibles too. I liked um, yeah. Monsters University. Honest, I didn't think it was great, but I was like, yeah, that was fun. Um, but then now they're trusting him, giving him the keys to like make his own original thing um, about two brothers that look for some magic in the world to see if they can spend one more day with their father who died when they were young. <laughs> <laughs> I think the synopsis is great after you said that, but I didn't get any of that from the trailer. Yeah, the tra- trailer was very cut and dry, just an introduction to the world. And it looked like it would be fun, but it's not like just from the trailer. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's Pixar's next movie. I'm sure it's going to be good. It's more just that like Pixar sells the movies just because of their brand, you yeah. know? So I feel like, but a lot of times, because like I'm a, I love Pixar so much, mm-hmm. but I'm on the same thing as you were. Like, I know sure, it looks as cartoons. <laughs> I'll kill you. The, it looks, it looks great. Like animation wise, I, I, the setting is very interesting, but the trailer was just like, okay. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that you – but, like, you could look back at a bunch of different um, kind of, like, first teaser trailers for a lot of these new Pixar movies, and it kind of does a similar thing where it just kind of sets up the world. Like, I'm pretty sure the first Incredibles thing was, like, him ironing his super <coughs> yeah, suit right, or yeah, something like yeah. that, which is great. But, like, I wish they would have done something a little bit – like, it doesn't even need to be, like, two minutes. It could just be, like, something small, but – yeah, just give us clips of more in-depth in the movie. They just play, like, one one-minute scene. Well, it. I was surprised that it even they even came out with anything yet because usually they wait until... When is when's it release? Next year. Oh, God. Yeah, which is, like... and then they, Like, next they, summer? Yeah, and they still oh. got Toy Story 4 coming out this summer. So I just it just felt weird that they're playing it before. But yeah. maybe they're done with it, and they're just trying to spark some interest or have some confidence in it. Um, I'm sure it will break my heart, but... I really hope, like, especially with this premise and everything, I really hope it's not, like, a disappointing Pixar movie. That'll hurt me. I mean, their the last one was so Coco, which was their last original non-sequel, right? It was phenomenal. So, I'm like, at this point, you just got to trust them yeah. again, right? And then also we got on the horizon um, the director of Bao. She's making her own original Pixar Bao movie. Was cute. I'm really excited for that because yeah, uh, Bao was so good. Yeah, so. Well, Jake, what did you think of that Onward trailer? Um, I think it looks cool. I like the world. Um. Like that little dragon as the dog. I thought that was really cute. Oh, yeah. um, Pixar's always going to have their cute little animal sidekicks to sell yeah. toys. There you um, go. I wasn't really that interested in it. 
until the fact that you brought up the synopsis and i'm just like yeah i'm on exactly board. when i saw the synopsis i was like because it was on it, the comment that i read it on too was hilarious because it was like the comments on reddit then someone was like i feel like pixar does this where they'll they'll make a trailer where it's all about jokes but then it's like hiding some like dark plot line and then he edited it he's like i was right and he copy pasted it i was like oh god literally every pixar movie ever pretty much yeah but it's it's not even that it's like that's the thing that i enjoy it's not like it's sad to be sad it's just touching and somehow they use these stories to connect to the human emotion more so than it's super realistic and it's super effective as well yeah Pixar pretends that every child on Earth has at least one dead parent. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it's like some sort of tragedy in their lives. Um, but yeah, so we'll see how it comes out. Uh, Tom Holland, Chris Pratt, uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus, and Octavia Span- Spencer is like the cast so far. So yeah, it's gonna be it'll be really funny. Chris Pratt knows how to lead a movie, and Tom Holland's really kicking into gear, being a superstar. All yeah. of a sudden, he landed Uncharted and this and Spider Man. Good for him. We got some more news. We can lead right into it. Uh, the Uncharted movie starring Tom Holland. What a segue, let me just add. Is uh, coming out December 18th, 2020. Begins filming at the end of this year, I think. Um, it's written by uh, Sean Levy, I think is his name, who has been trying to get this off the ground for a long time. He's like one of the producers on Stranger Things. Which is interesting, and then Dan Trachtenberg is attached to direct, which Who is did my Ten Cloverfield Lane, which is my light at the end of the tunnel, and he did uh, the VR episode Hardcore. of Black Mirror, oh, okay. Okay. and then he also did the thing that got him Ten Cloverfield Lane, is he did this Portal fan film, which was awesome. So he's definitely in touch with the video game culture. Um, he's a good director. And Ten Cloverfield Lane was excellent. I really liked that movie. The direction that movie is absolutely insane. Yeah, so I'm ready for him to kind of get this. And then what's weird is that. It really didn't kick off into overdrive till um, Tom Holland met with the Sony executives and said that he's interested. And uh, and then they had this is what gives me a little skepticism is they had Sean Levy retool his script to have it like as young Nathan Drake, and then there he's going to grow up into the role. But what I don't mind about this is we already seen nathan drake adult nathan drake in the games we don't i don't want a condensed version of one of the games yeah i'm excited to see like okay hopefully they it's just going to be like the same character you know where he, he has the characteristics that we enjoy about him and like sully and everything like that but um we just get to see an original story based on the game instead of trying to take the game take a story from the game and then condense it which never works tomb raider is a great example where for some reason they had it laid out on a silver platter and then they started adapting it they're like nah <laughs> and then they just <laughs> went a completely terrible so direction well. so let me ask you a couple questions what are the odds that he goes on a treasure hunt pretty high oh yeah it's good it's gonna be odds it gets supernatural like the games do 100 it's gotta be so? it's gonna be me for me pretty much what and then sully's gonna it's gonna be like his first thing with sully i think is what it's gonna be okay it's like because they in uncharted 3 i think is like him meeting sully for the first time it shows that in a flashback but i think this will be like his first adventure my only problem with it is is to me it just feels like tom island's too young to be the the like treasure hunting whatever the plot's going to be it just feels like he's too young for it i know they're going to adapt the screenplay to make it make logical mm-hmm. sense in some way but it just i'd rather see an older 40 whatever i like what the video game is so that's yeah. that's just how i feel about it i'm 
not going to go into the movie and take those and like hold anything against the movie for doing that but i would prefer to see that yeah i think tom holland just kind of wants he's got spider-man which of course is great but he i think he kind of is grooming this to be his action franchise which is smart on this kid's part like yeah he knew he has power in sony for making everyone love his version of spider-man even though you know he just He's doing a good job, but like everyone loves Tom Holland, and <clears throat> they see that, so they're like, "Oh, he, wa- he, <laughs> yeah. he wants it made. Yeah, let's fast track it yep. and put him in the role." So it's kind of like he's making moves. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. I, I have faith that it will be directed well. I have faith that Tom Holland will do a good job. My thing just lies in the reworking of the script. If it's gonna work, that's the main thing. And I wonder who they're gonna cast as Sully, because I say Bruce Campbell. <laughs> that would be a great casting. What do you what do you think, Jake? So like the thing about if they didn't rework it towards Tom Holland, where the, is it gonna be a, a slightly older Nathan Drake or? I don't know. I think because I, who was attached? Someone was attached before. It was Chris Pratt for a long time, was I believe. It? Yeah, pretty sure. No, wait, maybe he was Indiana Jones. Wasn't it? Wasn't Nathan it? Fillion was attached. No, everyone just wanted Nathan Fillion. Oh. He was never attached though. I think it was something. It was somebody weird like mark Wahlberg or something like that where it was like i don't know but i think it was like a older where i think they're just what the retooling might be is just use the same scavenger hunt that they're going to go on but adapt it to be like his yeah. first yeah. yep <clears throat> see my other thing with it is like from an audience i've never played any of the games i've literally just watched playthroughs or whatever mm-hmm. um as a fan of the games, are you just going to go in and see Tom Holland as he's pretty much just in the limelight of everything he's done? He's pretty much just a kid. And are you just going to go in and say, this isn't the Uncharted that I wanted? No, all and more I, serious? And No, Uncharted isn't really that serious either. No, besides, it's kind of whimsical. Like, yeah. It's funny. That's and witty. All, I need, all I need for him is like he needs to be running from an explosion. There needs to be buildings or whatever. He's, he gets himself into some trouble. And then as he's running away, he's like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. If Tom Holland could just nail that line, I'll be, I'll be good with it. I'll be like, yep, yeah, this is still <laughs> staying true. As long as they capture the spirit of Uncharted, I feel like that's fine. And I feel like we kind of need this because – I don't have faith in Indiana Jones 5, so give me, like, a nice adventure <laughs> franchise that's... And it's not going to be Dora. <laughs> trying to do something Or there. Tomb Raider. Yeah. Well, see, my thing with Tomb Raider is, like, they tried to hit a very specific audience. Like, they thought, okay, well, the people who like or play the Tomb Raider video game are, let's say, between 15 and 20 years old. So we need to aim for that audience. So there's a bunch of pop songs randomly thrown in in a bunch of scenes and all this quirky bullshit... And I just hope that this movie doesn't follow that same suit where it's going to open. You're going to have Tom Holland. He's listened to whatever the Old Town Road or something stupid. Are we going to talk about the Rambo trailer, by the way? Anyway, I just don't want we can if you want to. I just don't want it to follow in the same footsteps that Tomb Raider did and make a lot of those same mistakes, which I can see it doing. Even yeah, though. but even even then, I I have more faith in the creative team behind this than I do with. Who was behind Tomb Raider? Raider. Yeah, Yeah, Dan Trachtenberg's fantastic. And you can tell, because Sony's kind of going all in with this, like adapting their franchises now, because they kind of made like a whole team now, didn't they? To adapt um, their IP into movies and entertainment properties, like TV shows and stuff like that. God of War. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. Um, But um, I think think they're going to, I just have faith in this one. For some reason, I have faith in this one. And it, to be honest, it kind of helps that it's not going to be an adapt like an adaptation of one of those games specifically. I'm kind of interested to see it more because it's going to be a story that I haven't necessarily seen before. Um, I'm also very intrigued by 
the last of us movie which is supposedly in development because it's actually written by the writer of the game and he's, he's <clears> that like, would be interesting. he's writing the which i i'm more interested to just see how that works out because everyone's always complaining that it's like these people don't understand what made the game the game and all this stuff while he's like tooling it from the ground up i would imagine he would know yeah so this is like the this will be the true test if the movie ever comes out which i doubt it will to be honest with you i agree i'd rather just play last of us 2 than go see last of us in the theaters and plus there's already just go watch logan logan's pretty much last of us to be honest with you. i agree so is children of men yeah children <laughs> of men is extremely similar yeah even more children of men than logan yeah yeah they're both yeah um a magic eight ball movie what is in development like you shake it and it and tells it's you it's gonna your be fortune? a horror movie oh and it's boy. being developed by mattel and bloomhouse is it gonna it's probably gonna be bloomhouse tilt you know what bloomhouse tilt no is? i think it's just gonna be bloomhouse because it's what cause guess what else bloomhouse did what truth or dare yeah that wasn't bloomhouse tilt <laughs> i just assumed oh man you think bloomhouse knows what they're doing sometimes they do these movies make money they do. They produce them for a nickel, uh, and then they that's make... the key. Who are we hiring? Oh, nobody anybody's ever heard of in any part of this entire. Or production. we get someone on like an ABC Family show. It's like, <laughs> like no joke. Like, and they're like, oh, I'd love to be in yeah. a movie. What's it called? It's called the uh... Eight Ball. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna shake it. It's gonna be like. You're you gonna die. die in seven days or something like that. It's like, huh? dude, I'm. I can't. I'll tell you what. I'm really excited to go see the movie already. I understand it's a business. I am too. I understand. But Bloomhouse has obviously the creativity behind it to make good movies. So why are you just going to make these shit movies? Now hear me out. This is what I, I want. I, I, like I said, I understand it's a business. I, wanna, I, want, I wanted to be in the boardroom when they pitched this. Because Mattel, a toy company. Is like, why would anyone want to pitch an eight ball movie to us? What could they possibly be th- be thinking? His name's Jason Blum, right? The guy who. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Could you imagine? So he's sitting in the room, and that gets pitched, right? And his eyes light up, and he's like, "Oh my god, you guys nailed it!" <laughs> like, how would that happen? How could he not just go, "Okay, hey, I'll maybe be honest, next time." I'm very excited. <laughs> it's I, gonna be I can funny. only imagine what it will be. Maybe he thinks like we do, and he's just like, you know what? It's That's gonna be, gonna be hilarious. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, when I read it, I wasn't even, like, taken aback. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. They made, I mean, they made Truth or Dare into a horror movie, for God's sake. I kind of want to re- – we need to rewatch, like, a friend rewatch. I need Maybe to not. get – when once we start the commentary podcast, okay. we'll watch it 4K, Truth or Dare. Oh, God. Who's, who's going to shell out the 40 for 4K? It is on 4K, I know. Too. I, I've that's, seen that's it, That's what yeah. we were talking about before yeah. the podcast. There's just these weird movies on 4K. Um, God, that movie was bad, wasn't it? I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, Atrocious. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, we can talk about um, the Rambo trailer if you want to. It didn't really do anything Let's, for me, but... Yeah, I just want to touch on it. Um, first of all, why is the movie being made? Why did they think it was a good idea to put the Old Town Road song in the movie trailer? It made me angry almost instantly. Um, you don't think it matched? A lot of people were saying, <clears throat> hey, I wasn't expecting this, but it matches with the... Yeah, those those people are dumb. Um like, I'm sure it's going to be ridiculously over the top and brutal and violent, which is what I want to see. But uh, I don't know. It's just whatever. The first movie is so good. First Blood, if you've never seen it, go watch it. Mm, it's not an action movie. Seen. It's a psychological drama about this Vietnam you know, vet. And it's just a really, really great movie. And then all of them after that have just blown into this weird 
like macho man yeah. crazy action stuff and the last one was relatively fun when he's on the back of a machine gun shooting just people and their bodies are exploding yeah. and you're just like oh my this is the most violent thing i've ever witnessed but other than that you know it was complete dog shit so i'm just not interested in this didn't, movie didn't people like the newest one though yeah, yeah they what, really liked it because yeah. it, it's it takes what like the second and third one did and turned turned it up to 48 on the volume and just it it's absolutely insane i own it by the way it doesn't all i know about that one is there's some scene with a bow and arrow that like everyone talks about and i can't remember what i know there's that he gets the in uh rambo first blood part two he gets a bow with explosive tips he shoots explosive arrows at people but i don't remember a bow part in the newest one the newest one okay. well, hey we'll watch it dude. i think i think it i think it may be similar to princess mononoke <laughs> where like no like where he shoots, shoots the arrow arm. and the, yeah, or the someone head comes, head comes off, off. Yeah. I yeah, think that I wouldn't be. be surprised. So, there's a great scene in a minefield. <laughs> Can't wait for that the, one. Watching the trailer, I'm like, okay, whatever. And as soon as Old Town Road started playing, I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm done. Like, I, I don't, I couldn't take that trailer seriously. You don't like that, that it's like Home Alone, but well, see, here's the thing. Like, and Jake, that's cool, but Jake made a good point. So I, the trailer starts, and at first I'm kind of excited. I like Stallone to a point. Like I, I always hope he does well, especially with creed one and two and you see that he can be a really good dramatic actor it's like okay maybe he'll go back to first blood one it'll be more a little bit more Last serious or something blood. and then, and then he's like it, it's the rocking chair and then old town road starts playing and i instantly just quit paying attention like the trailer played all the way through but i was looking up at the sky like barely looking at my phone i was just annoyed i love brutal and violent movies so i'm on board with it but it literally just looked like it would, they were trying to do with yeah. like that Logan trailer. Yeah, with, they uh, use yeah, yeah. hurt. Yeah, but that that so works like, let's so do, good. Let's do a remix to yeah. the remix of Old Town Road. Yeah, to me, to Town. me, it read as uh, we know nobody on Earth is interested in this, so let's play the most popular song to have ever graced humanity, <laughs> and maybe people go see it. That's what I thought. They and put guess that in the what? For. People I know at work are on board just because of it. <laughs> I know. It's, a, it's good marketing, but if you like movies, it's pretty stupid. Well, let's keep the marketing train going and talk about the Ad Astra trailer, which was supposed to come out a month ago. The the yeah, the movie was supposed to come out a month ago. That's this not a good sign. Been, well, he he said it needs more time to finish like the visual effects to get like completed, polished and everything like that. And it seems like they're targeting Oscar season now too. Um, I'd say that the talk surrounding this movie has me more excited than this trailer did. Like, I was probably more excited for it before I saw the trailer. That's but how I feel. seeing the trailer, I'm just like, okay, we'll see how it turns out. Instead of, like, I can't wait to see how this turns out, it's just like, we'll see. Because cast looks great. Uh, I'm not really a Liv Tyler super fan. But And when I first watched it, I was like, is that Liv Tyler? No, she wouldn't be in this movie. And then I watched it, and then at the very end, it says, I was like, <laughs> that that's just an interesting relationship brad pitt Liv tyler shouts out to that but also the plot of the movie like i i don't know we'll see that's so, what I so now i start thinking about it first time i saw a trailer totally on board second time it's trailer when we saw godzilla totally on board now i'm thinking back on the plot and it kind of came off in a quirky way in the trailer mm-hmm. i don't know I think it has some pretty great potential. Yeah. But they could easily screw this up. 
That, it could, it that's could how I felt be a little bit it. full of itself, I think. That's my main fear. That's how I felt watching it is that um, it didn't look bad, but I saw a lot of things where I'm like, this could be a huge misfire and just be mm-hmm. uh, totally miss the mark and not be a very good sci-fi movie, really um, derivative and generic and just kind of by the numbers. But we'll see. I mean, Brad Pitt's great. He picked Brad Pitt picks really good projects, yeah. especially in this later half of his career. He's like every movie he's in is really, really good. So I can't imagine you get all these great actors on board. You have who's directing it. I keep forgetting. James Gray. James Gray. Name is. Let me double check. So Lost City of Z. A yeah. fact checker over there. Who's directing uh, Ad Astra? James Gray. <laughs> so, but that one scene where you're talking about, like, just misfire potential. Yeah. That the fact that, like, there's that one part of the trailer where they're having a space battle. Yeah, I don't know I what's was happening just like, in the movie. I was like, what? Yeah, there was so much like it opens up, the trailer opens, and he's like falling from space. Does he fall from That's, out of the atmosphere? No, I doubt. I doubt. Then was that a dead. dream? That I, I. But maybe at a, the second time, I was like, oh, maybe it's a dream. It it was so confusing I trying to figure think out what was dream. going on. Because then they say that there was some weird event that like wiped happened out while he, he was, was up there. Asleep, well, yes. yeah, but then it seemed like. It seemed like, okay, this is taking place in modern day, so it's relatively – it's going to be similar to Interstellar where it just seems like our own technology. Yeah. It doesn't seem crazy. And then the second half of the trailer, it looked like it was 80 years in the future with crazy space technology and wild stuff happening. Yeah. Does that make sense? So I was like, I, I cannot tell what's happening in this movie. I think it may do like an Interstellar thing where Brad Pitt goes away for a while, but he like goes to a, through a black hole or something like that, and then uh-huh. he comes back, and then time is Maybe passed. Maybe the surge. Here comes the classic Nate prediction that I'm going to be watching the movie and look at him 20 minutes in and go, yep, you're <laughs> fucking right, three months ago. <laughs> Maybe that event in the trailer that they called the surge messes up something in their world yeah i see i don't know he was heavily inspired by 2001 you can see that in the trailer and i guess we'll see if it's actually the sequel brad brad pitt is star child but there is a sequel already 2010 the year we made contact yeah there's an there's actually arthur c Clarke has written several books in the series there's more than just 2001 does the baby the main character i'm not sure no i've never read any of them have you read uh song of ice and fire you know what, baby. <laughs> uh, and then finally, um, some midsummer news. It's going to be 140 minutes long. Please, just probably just give be, it to it'll, me. It'll baby. probably be torture, honestly. Oh my God. But what I'm what I'm most excited about in this movie is that it seems like a lot of it, a lot of the horror is like during the day, which I feel like is even more scary. I don't know that second trailer. Feel, I know there's some night stuff, but she's gonna get wild. But you feel like you feel safe when it's light outside. If someone can make me uncomfortable with it being light outside, I I was hoping like with that I loved what they did with the first trailer where it was like the white aspect ratio thing that was like awesome, but we'll see. It looks absolutely insane. I have no prediction for this one <laughs> except maybe the deformed face is her. Is her? And that's like the end. Is that that's how she ends up? Oh, that's it. That's an interesting. Yeah. Okay. And I think she has some because like he. All I know is that the. The script's already out there, by the way. You can go read the script if you want to, I don't but want I'm not going to. Yeah, that's um, ridiculous. But what he said about it is like how hereditary he, which I appreciate a lot about him, is that he take he took like the family and told horror through a family dealing with this Trauma. thing and kind of made it into a horror, 
like we kind of we deal with horrors like that on like a daily basis but he manifested the horror into something that's supernatural and crazy where he's saying that does the same exact thing but for like a relationship between that's a what jordan and peele a said is that this movie isn't really a horror movie it's like a it's a breakup movie or a relationship i can't remember exactly what he said mm-hmm. so i might be misquoting but he said it's like a breakup or relationship type movie disguised as a horror movie yeah. and i was like oh that sounds really interesting well, so he, it's gonna be the same thing where it deals with like regular everyday stuff that everyone times deals with thousand <laughs> <laughs> while they're being molested by a cult so yeah and they're we'll see wiping happens. blood on some stones and there's so much weird imagery in those trailers man it's gonna be insane so what you were talking about the just like everything playing out during the day it reminds me a lot of what alfred hitchcock did with um psycho because mm. before that point like killings and movies and stuff like that was all during dark yeah. settings yeah. and the shower scene is bright lit yeah. pure white it makes you watch and, it yeah. yeah and everyone freaked out over it so now we're gonna it's like kind of reminds me of the same thing Ari Aster knows his knows his shit and now I'm seeing I'm seeing signs over because it's actually this year like midsummer like the yeah. festival did you so hear like, they're doing a they're doing like a whatever it's called a music festival for it yeah and they're no no that's com- that's like a p- teaser poster did you read the bands and stuff no. on it? It's like it stuff fake? that's going to happen in the movie where it's like... Oh, wait, what? <laughs> Jay, are you sure? You're the one that shared I it. I thought there was a real... I thought there was I'd a never real read any of the bands. Oh, here. Let me let me read some. And now it may, it may be spoilerish, but... I thought one of the bands I had heard of before. They trick you. Because I, I, I was like, why are they doing this? But... Um, that's great marketing, though. Yeah. Here, let me see if I can find it again, though. That's going to be the tough one. But, yeah, like the Swedish Pancake House and stuff like that in Stockholm, they have, like, signs on the thing celebrating Midsummer. Um, Stockholm, a, a local restaurant here, has, like, a giant mural about it. And I told – I went there once with my girlfriend. I said, after I see Midsummer, I'll never be able to look at that mural <laughs> like the same way again. I guarantee it. Here. So – uh. Like the breather is, you know, Siv, and then it goes into codependent relationships. <laughs> DJ, absolutely not. Uh, keyhole peeper, peepers. Uh, rivalries in academia, and then it goes into fear of ticks. <laughs> oh, are there ticks in off, the movie? Oh, off, off limit temple. Off white everything. Sleepover in the long house, which I'm sure is going to be oh, a boy. thing. Cap your, clap your hands and say ho ha. Shitty boyfriend, caged bear, which is in the trailer. That's probably going to be no, uh, the sleepover in the long haul. I bet they don't want to sleep in yeah. the buildings. They're probably trying camping because they're like regular people. And then at one point, they're going to have to sleep inside one of yeah. the buildings. Oh, and, then, God, and, then, and then dancing in circles with strangers is one of the things on here. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just a promotional kind of thing. As you're saying this, I'm like literally imagining the stuff that's already yeah. I've seen in the trailers. Yeah. I didn't really pay attention. I thought I was like, oh, they're doing a festival. Yeah. Let me share this. Yeah, because um. but like people people on um, Reddit were like, they were kind of like, why would they put some of this stuff on? But like as someone that has no idea what to expect from this movie, it's already things that I've kind of put together as this is going to be disturbing. People that have read the script have said that if you were, if you thought Hereditary was unpleasant, like they don't know how to describe this one to you. (laughs) Like that's what they're saying. Some people said, like I don't know how he will physically do some of this stuff on screen. Oh my god, dude! I it's easily my most anticipated movie of the year. Um, 
Well, you're you're a hereditary fanboy, though. Yeah, as many of you, as all of our listeners we all know, are. the Town Brother Awards did give out their best picture to Hereditary <laughs> last year, which I had absolutely nothing to do with. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think Hereditary is a near flawless horror, horror movie, and I can't imagine that Ari Aster is going to top it in terms of how virtually i think i pretty much think it's a flawless movie so midsummer might be more disturbing but i really hope it might it's be more spectacle than yeah what? that's what i'm saying and, and that i don't have a problem with that i just hope it still delivers on the emotional level that hereditary did because my favorite scenes in hereditary are you know early on when she's talking about her family yeah. when she's the dinner table scene with that with uh, is it alex or not well which one is alex, it? alex i always the get confused. better actor of the two but like those scenes are so flipping good i mean the horror at the end is amazing and it's some of the most visceral, skin crawling yeah. visceral horror i've ever seen shows but, you stuff that you never wanted to see in your life <laughs> but i i hope this movie has stuff aside from just the crazy over the top i think it will yeah i think it takes 30 40 an hour till they actually get to I mean it's festival. 2 hours and 20 minutes long so it can't possibly be only horror cuz that would be insane. I think I think I th- here's my here's a Nate Talent prediction for you. I think half of the movie will be like the 15 minutes at the end of Hereditary. Oh my god. I think the second half of this movie is just going to be like it's just something that shit crazy. An event's going to yeah. trigger and then for the rest of it's just going to be like you're going to start losing characters, weird stuff's going to happen. Will it be Hmm. Good cast too. Great Got the cast. guy from uh, Will a Good Poulter. Place. Who else in it as well? I forgot what his name is, but he played like completely different character in a Good Place to being in a horror movie. So that's what I'm interested to see. But yeah, Will you got eyebrows? You got um, Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. You got uh the you guy from talk Sing about Street. Oh, Pepe Le Pew? actress. Yeah, everything I've seen her in, she's been amazing. What what else is she in? Um. She was in Outlaw King, which is that one Netflix oh, yeah. movie. <clears throat> she was McKenzie in um, Fighting really With My for. Family, which she was really yeah. good in. Yeah, and which I heard was a good movie. It is. Which is interesting, yeah. So, yeah, I yeah I hear nothing but good things about her, too. Um, and then the sing the brother from Sing Street. Jack Rayner? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Um, ex- well, he was in a bad movie, though. He was in Transformers Age of Extinction. When I, love, he I love classically you lit up gives like a, it was like you had this fact <laughs> in the back. When he when he gives an amazing speech about why it's okay that he's yeah. having sex with a sixteen year old in a movie. Yeah. What a what a train wreck of yeah. a film that was. It's it's truly unfortunate that that exists. Yeah. I like when Mark Wahlberg drinks a Bud Light in the middle of the street. And then he goes like, <laughs> he does something stupid, right? Like he does like the most. I think it's just like a slow motion. Yeah. He's pouring it right down his Mark Wahlberg gullet. <laughs> And then he says some stupid line too immediately after to someone. I think he just goes, ah. no, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Um, yeah, all right, we're sucks. all hyped for Midsummer. I can't wait. It comes out on my birthday. Yeah, let's well, get what it. What is it? July. It comes out July third, but I'm assuming we'll be able to see it the night before because yeah. yeah, they always play movies the night before. Okay, now we can dive into uh, just touch on some stuff that we've watched recently that we want to touch on, and then we'll dive into the topic of the show. Which Godzilla. Is Godzilla, King of. Is it King of the Monsters? King of the Monsters. Or King yeah. of Monsters? King of the Monsters. Okay. King Are of you the sure? Monsters. It is King, it's of, the King Monsters. of the Monsters, I think. It is King of the okay. Monsters. <laughs> what are okay. what are some movies that you've watched recently, Tyler, that year? Um, I'll dive right into I literally just got out of Rocket Man right before I came over here. The Taron Edgerton-led uh, Elton John biopic. Um, 
I thought it was really, really good. It was really good, cool to see Dexter Fletcher get his own music biopic mm-hmm. to direct and not just come in and try and finish uh, just a dumpster fire. Um, so the movie has even like I heard a lot of people talk about it, but it has even more songs in it than I thought it would be. It's almost like a musical, yeah, more so than I'm just a biopic. About. And all of the music scenes are phenomenal. They're super well directed. There's tons of unique things that happen. And and how's Saturday Night in it? Really good. That that's like one of the first songs they play, and it kicks ass. It was an <laughs> awesome scene. It was one. It was one of my favorites in the movie, as well as I really like the Crocodile Rock scene. That was um, great. The Rocket Man is great. I mean, there are some really really memorable moments in the movie, but none of them are the, the regular dramatic scenes. Yeah. They're fine, and they're a lot more well written than Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm going to compare it to that just because uh, they're directed by the same guy. They kind came out. Of. Yeah, they came out real close to each other, and they're similar ideas. What really bothers me about the movie is that it's better than Bo Rap in every single way, and it will not sniff an Oscar at all, not mm-hmm. even come close to it. Taron Edgerton is phenomenal as Elton John. I didn't grow up with Elton John. I know a lot of his songs, so every song that played, I knew it. Yeah. But I don't know a lot of his story. So seeing Taron Edgerton, it's almost like I'm just going to picture Taron Edgerton now as Elton John almost. He was unbelievable yeah uh richard madden yeah from game of thrones fame uh is also phenomenal in the movie jamie bell who i've liked for yeah. a very long time is really really good in it um i just wish we got to develop a little bit more of the relationships and some of the like it brushes over because it's covering you know 30 years of the of elton john's life or whatever it is so you just don't get to see a whole lot from each period of his life it's just little nuggets from yeah. here 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 and here so it's hard to get that through line other than he did a lot of drugs. He liked having sex, and he's a rock star. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. So I just wish I got a little bit more of that yeah. drama in a lot of those scenes. But it's a very good movie. Highly recommend going to see, it, especially in the theater. It was a lot of fun. And the one of the biggest flaws of the movie was the fact that, like, there's stuff that they didn't close out. There's storylines that they didn't close out properly, and there's characters that didn't get their proper endings at all either. Yeah, I I would agree with that. There's a. Uh, there's definitely a lot of stuff that they introduce and then just kind of like glance over. Yeah, they brush don't pay off. it off. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see it, especially for the musical aspect more than anything. I just want to see the numbers, honestly. Um, there's several moments in that movie where the outfits that Taron Edgerton is wearing and just the look and everything, it's so uncanny how he how closely looks. looks. That was actually really cool at the end when they play the credits. They have a lot of the scenes of Taron Edgerton in the costumes. Then they show pictures of Elton John in the real costume. So you get to see exactly how close it was and stuff. So that was really neat to see. Yeah, he talked about how he he shaved back his hairline and he was scared that it wasn't going to grow back. Because he, like, for the movie, he shaved it back. He just shaved it? Yeah. I wouldn't have done that. But it came back. He's all good now. He did a good job of looking not so good. You know what I mean? He, he, uh, he, Elton John picked him to play him after... After they work and, and, and he actually sings the songs in this one, which is that was one of the other things too. Is it's phenomenal how talented Taron Edgerton is to be able talented. to sing all the songs too. A lot of them aren't live to track. Yeah. I think uh, there are a couple that are, and you can you can tell when it is. But as soon as it goes to not live to track, it's really easy to tell. Mm-hmm. But come on, I, that's not at a least big deal. at least it's not it. like Greatest Showman where it's like overly produced vocals in a musical. I don't think really work that well. Yeah, and so hopefully it's. A little bit more. And I think it does more that it's him actually singing, too, than just dubbing over Ellen John singing because then it would be, oh, Worse. this is – because, like, I, I can understand how some people may not like it. It's like I want to hear Ellen John sing the Ellen John songs. But for me, it's like 
It makes more it, sense for the and movie. It would take, yeah, it would take me out of the movie if it's just like, oh, and now we're kicking into an Elton John song and we're just going to lip sync to it, which is fine. And I think for Bohemian Rhapsody, there, it's one thing, Elton John, to, and then another thing to do. I mean, Elton John's a fantastic singer, but Freddie Mercury almost has a voice that you can't even come close to. So I don't think that they could yeah, really Freddie get Mercury's, anyone that could yeah. have the acting talent and the singing talent to do that. Um, but I don't understand how that's a performance. It would have been super interesting to see Tom Hardy because he was the fir- one of the first runners to star in the movie as Elton John. Really? Yes. Could you imagine? Yeah, I could because he's another one that's phenomenal. Well, yeah, but I feel like, does actor. he sing? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So that would have been interesting in the direction they went with him. Taron oh. Edgerton sang in Sing, the Elton John Yes, song. that was my favorite part of Sing is when he sang in that movie. And then he sang, and then, I mean, he was in a movie with Elton John, Kingsman 2. Yep. And now he is Alan John. He played him in a movie, but now he will become. He'll take over his life. He is Alton John. Yeah. Well, thankfully, I haven't watched many movies recently, so there will only be. I'll just talk about two other ones real quick. I saw Booksmart. Nate, did you see it as well? Yep. Jake, did you see it? All right, yes, we can all sir. talk about it real quick. Um, I thought it was a great movie. It was really, really funny. Seeing a teen comedy from the perspective of two lead female characters instead of a couple of dudes was really refreshing, and I thought it did make the movie a little bit even better. But I still felt like it ultimately fell victim to a lot of the same cliches that all of them do. So I don't think it really stands out as being much better than a lot of the other teen comedies. A lot of the drama at the end didn't play. Didn't yeah. play like It was like a super hardcore comedy throughout the whole movie, and then right at the end it turns into a super drama. And I was like, oh, this is totally out of left field for what I thought this was. And then I hate – I cannot stand how – high school gets depicted in most movies because it was ridiculous like they're throwing condom balloons at each other when they graduate i went to a school where we graduated there were like 600 kids in my graduate graduating class and guess what that's not how people act that's not normal at all like the whole it's just so but they're in the la top. dude you don't know yeah. la is crazy okay well i well, didn't I go to la was... so i didn't relate at all get that shit out of my face <laughs> i think that was mostly on purpose just like there's a couple scenes in the movie that are more fantastical yeah. than anything but then at the end they're graduating and there's like 50 kids graduating they make it seem like they're at this giant school no, and a I tiny think made, la I think school they did a good job of making it like it's a smaller school yeah well, I, I don't know it was it, it's but i love yeah the movie. i think I'm there's a lot a of bit. there's a lot of over the top stuff and i agree with you with the drama at the end i feel like if they just l- let some nuggets like leading up to that but it seemed like their relationship was like perfect yeah so it just seems like i hate when they use like oh they're drunk as like a plot device no movies ever really get drug and alcohol use right because people go from super trash to sober in the next scene yeah and it's they like have five like minutes later conversation. yeah and it's like come on come on like that's not how <laughs> no, one, no one was leaning on a wall trying to stand up and look like they're sober <laughs> they, they were just sober they did acid dude. smoked weed and drank all night and you're telling me they were fine <laughs> Out of here. <laughs> kind of why you were going on with the drama. Once it gets super drama, not a lot of the humor really landed as much as the humor earlier on. I agree with that too. The yeah. movie was definitely funnier at the beginning than it was towards the end. I don't know. I still, I still. I mean, you guys liked it too, but I loved it as a, I loved it as a whole, and I'd compare it sort of like to Game Night in the fact of like a well-directed comedy which I feel like we don't really get enough of nowadays. It's usually just like set up multiple camera angles and have them improv. This was like clearly scripted out, storyboarded well. Um, And yeah, I just got similar vibes to how I felt 
exiting game night, and you were correct. The soundtrack was, in fact, oh, it was amazing. Smacking. Soundtrack was incredible in Booksmart. Yeah. One of the best parts of the movie. But I thought both of the leads were fantastic. Yep. I also have a problem. I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> But with one of the teachers' plot lines, it feels like it was just oh, thrown in the movie yeah. randomly. Yeah, what was what was up with that, and why was that okay? Like that was really <laughs> strange to just put it like, and they treat it as if that's a totally normal thing for a high school teacher to do, and it's like, um, sorry, that's against the law. <laughs> it's like, that's really strange. But whatever. going off of what you were saying, Nate, it's like I almost had kind of deja vu with Game Night and mm-hmm. Booksmart because. Both movies, when the trailers were coming out, I thought they both looked corny. I was not looking forward to them at all. Then all of them both got great reviews. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go see this. And they turned out to be both great comedies. I gave the same score to both. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. But I, I just I, don't quite understand why Booksmart got the reviews that it did. Like people were, it's really it, the curve on Letterboxd is unreal. It's almost all four and a half and five, and that's it. And it's like, I thought the movie was really good. But I don't think it's that much better or better than Superbad or all these other movies. It's just it's the more perspective is different, which I respect. But that doesn't just make it an instantly better movie. That's my argument. Yeah. Directorial debut, though. By yeah, she was, it was great. She was phenomenal. May dare to say better director than an actress. No. <laughs> Jeez, that's only one movie in your career. No, I know. I'm just messing around. I'd say the same about Jordan Peele, though. Hot take. Yeah. Uh, the only other movie I would like to bring up is The Disaster Artist, which I finally watched for the first time. I thought really? it was really good. It was the first time? Mm-hmm. I never saw it in theaters the year it came out and just never got around to it. I'm a big fan of The Room. It's hysterical. So watching The Disaster Artist, I liked it. I don't like anybody trying to play Tommy Wiseau because it almost doesn't feel genuine. So the whole time I'm watching James Franco try and play Tommy, it doesn't f- feel – it it just feels like he's trying to be funny instead of trying to play a real person and i know it's like well tommy wiseau is so bizarre how could you do that well he did he did like a lot of research though on him and he listened to a lot of like it wasn't it wasn't bad i just didn't love it as much as i wanted to and i don't know how else to describe it yeah it's a good it was a good movie but it wasn't like great i agree it's good i agree i think the hype coming out for it coming out didn't help it either the room is just if you're gonna watch one or the other just watch the room you know what I mean? Like it's I just double feature it. Yeah. I mean leaving that theater it. that night watching it, it was a phenomenal theater experience. Yeah. Did you watch it back to back with the room or was yes. it just okay. yeah. did you really? Yeah. So and then I rewatched it and that theater experience boosted the film a no, lot. No, I agree. Because I went happens. with a I went yeah. with a bunch of people that like love the room and Nick Ward's shirt. Have you seen the room yet? Yeah, okay. Mike Lehman dressed up as Tommy, and we went <laughs> to go see the movie. And uh, I think the theater experience definitely heightened it a little bit because when I went back and thought on it, I was like, "Yeah, it was fun, but it wasn't like on the. It wasn't. I think yeah, just the hype where people thought it was like, oh my god, we're gonna get an Oscar for, no. which maybe it could have been, but with James Franco and that behind it, you're definitely gonna get more of a comedy. And I felt like. When they tried to do more of a serious thing, that's when it kind of slipped up a little bit. It yeah, was the, like, the it, best part is when it was just being funny. Yeah, I thought the best scene is when Zac Efron plays the guy with the gun and he just starts screaming at Josh Hutcherson <laughs> as Danny and he doesn't know what's going on because I couldn't tell it was Zac Efron. I had no idea until the end of the movie when he's at the premiere and I'm like, why is Zac Efron in the movie? And then I, someone pointed out to me, he's like, oh, that was him from earlier. I was like, oh my God, are you serious? Yeah. It's got a stacked cast, too. Yeah. 
for just small roles as well. It was it was uh, it was a good movie. Um, the only other movie I watched called Oh Ramona. It's on Netflix. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Really funny. Highly recommend watching it if you like movies that are so bad. Is it good. a Netflix? It is not a Netflix original. Okay. It was a smash hit in Romania where it came out. Just letting you know. Really Kill funny. Me. What? Jake, yeah, I don't, even wanna, I don't even want right. to hear about it anymore because we talked about it. I'll tell you about it later. Yeah, I don't even. So first movie I'll touch on is Dark Phoenix. Um, Unfortunately, It's simply just eh. Well, like it's go. not a very <laughs> good movie to leave this franchise. Is it? Is it better than Apocalypse? Yes. Okay. But not much better. I'll uh, say that. Like the third act of the movie is easily the best part. The first two acts of the movie are just like just they're just watchable nothing yeah. really insane goes on it's just poorly directed and poorly written x-men stuff who who would have thought that someone involved in last stand if you let them tackle the exact same storyline again that it would turn out well the greatest comic book storylines yeah. of all time yep. and you botched it the second time you, you, in the same franchise when, when marvel inevitable inev- whatever the word is reboots the inevitably in, 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 <laughs> i almost want don't want them to do it no they gotta wait they gotta wait like 10 years yeah it's it's probably x-men's most popular story though, and they can't like, they the just one? can't adapt it again if i have to if if there's another dark phoenix movie that's X-Men enough. Darker Phoenix. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> uh, do they do they explain how Magneto and Professor Xavier look the exact same Age as they did? Age sixty in... years? No, they don't. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. Like that's something that I just no, don't care about. I, no, I that is even... terrible. It is the really first bad. First class is nineteen sixty two. Okay, this movie takes place in nineteen ninety two, and is in the same continuity of the original X Men movies. I don't when, know why they felt they need to, like, each between, movie's got to be 10 years apart. I don't why? know. Between Dark Phoenix know. and the first X-Men movie is eight, eight, eight years. So you're telling me. <laughs> it goes yeah, from Michael, Michael like crisis, guys. Michael Fassbender. <laughs> so a bunch of people yeah. were just, like, on Twitter, like, saying why. Um, what happened to him? What happened to him. <laughs> One of my favorite ones was New Metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was – even like the trailers, like some people were trying to give me hope. I just wasn't having it. I thought the most recent trailer that I saw for it looked really good. It got me way more excited for the movie than the previous trailers had, and the talk about the movie, which I because after Apocalypse I just didn't care. I was like, uh, they're done. Just stop. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Reboot again. But then I saw the trailer. And I was like, maybe this can be good. And then I saw all the early reviews saying, yep, it's horrendous. <laughs> so I haven't seen it yet. I how's, don't know. How's Cyclops? Not very good. Why are they butchering my boy? How's Nightcrawler? Not very good. <laughs> did they depower Quicksilver in the movie? Said he can't just solve all the problems instantly like they did in a podcast. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Let, let me guess. He's not there. in the third act at all. Yeah, that's usually what they do. I bet they James... just What was it? Apocalypse, they just break his leg. It's like, okay. Yeah. I don't... Oh, let me guess. James McAvoy's probably really good. Yep. Michael Fassbender's probably really good. He's great as always. All right. What <laughs> about Sophie Turner? She's good. Yeah, that's good. Good for her. She des- definitely has a lot of potential going forward. What about what about Jessica Chastain? As what is it? So I don't want to spoil anything, but Vuck, right? That's her name. Her name's Vuck. Yeah. So it's a. <laughs> it's hard to say if it's a good performance. Vuck. What kind of name? <laughs> it's hard to say if it's a good she performance or not because she's. 
pretty much robotic. Yeah, is she? The like, character's robotic the entire what, movie. What is oh, the ca- what is the character? It spoils a movie. If I tell you, don't tell us. Okay. Yeah. Let's just. I don't even want to talk about this stupid movie anymore. What, what else have you seen? Jake? So, Cannibal Ferox. It came out a couple of years after one of the the staples of Italian cannibal horror movies. Yeah. Cannibal well, real popular yeah. genre. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite genre of movie. So it came. At, came after one of the staples of that genre cannibal holocaust which i actually liked a decent amount then so well cannibal holocaust is actually pretty famous i know that's got a big cult following and stuff so this one was literally directed by umberto lanzini and Mm -hmm. so basically what he did with this film he's like literally wanted to do everything that cannibal holocaust did and tried to up it a little bit but it really doesn't up it at all i mean there's some pretty horrific stuff in that movie but for an out for a movie that's only an hour and a half long there's easily a half hour that could be cut off like these the movies, other hour they, people eating other people do they show no. people eating people yes oh my there, God. i mean there's i i don't get uneasier during this stuff but there was a couple scenes where i was like oh yeah just showing you stuff that you never wanted to see do you think he meant the guy who directed makes better movies or better lasagna if you had to guess lasagna definitely <laughs> he probably makes a mean home cooked lasagna. <laughs> what, what was it called cannibal ferox good for that movie i'm glad it, <laughs> I'm glad it exists and then the last movie before we touch on godzilla was um gozu which is directed by um takasha miki who also directed Ichi the Killer, Audition, Thirteen Assassins? I think I've heard of Thirteen Assassins and the Audition, and I think Max might have been talking to me about this movie. Yeah, so he is known for he's highly controversial, mm-hmm. highly prolific. I mean, he's directed ninety five films. Yeah, and they're all pretty much like literally in the same weird light. He just tries to do insane stuff and this movie so the first probably 45 minutes you it's kind of like a mystery Mm -hmm. and you kind of don't know where this film is going and i got this film off a list of like thousand disturbing and fucked up movies so i'm like (laughs) so i'm like where's this going and all of a sudden this stuff starts happening and it is gets it like so a bad. Movie or is it like just... part horror, part psychological, part comical? It best compared it to when did it come is... out? Two thousand three. So it is it, best it, comparable it to a David Lynch film, but comical. Okay, interesting. And way more graphic. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. It's... Have you ever seen a racer? <laughs> no, it's pretty. It's on up. Amazon <laughs> Prime, so if you're interested, it's worth a watch. Okay. All right, Sydney. Now I'll watch that one later. <laughs> what is it called? Gozu. Gozu. Did you ever watch Houseu? No. You should put that on your list. Okay. It's. I think that's from 1970s though. Yeah, but or do you it's just mean two... House? Is it a House? Yeah, I think it's just house. house. Yeah, he I've has it on Criterion. Okay. Yeah. It, that's a weird one of the cat mo- face. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's <laughs> one... <laughs> yeah, we knew what you were talking about. That is about. the only movie I've ever like. I cannot rate that movie. Because you can literally Have make a – No, I know Max you, loves it. <laughs> yeah, Max you can make a word. case for it being really bad or really good. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. Okay. I guess I'll jump into mine real quick. I, I don't have too much to add. 
Um, but I have enough that I want to touch on. Uh, I saw Ma. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it was. It was. If you watch the trailer, that's it. That's the movie too. That's exactly <laughs> what you're going to get out of it. Um, I watched Aladdin, the live action Aladdin. Any good? Yeah. Not as good as the cartoon. No. 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 Okay. But like, I don't. They feel like. Yeah, why well, call it a cartoon? <laughs> they feel the need to like add so much more bloat to the live action ones for some reason. Like, yeah, that's why I heard they added like a thirty minutes like worth of extra stuff yeah, in the movie. Uh, it's yeah. like not just trim the just honestly just give me give me a shot for shot. That looks what that lo- it looks like. That's what Lion King will be. So that's what. I'm, How does uh, Will Smith look? Will Will as... Smith is the best part of the movie. Really? Yeah, it, he's fantastic in it. Yeah. Cool. How and, does the CG uh, look on Scott, him? It looks fine. There's, there's, honestly, it's that one shot that looks terrible, and I don't know why they put that in the trailer. There's like a million other things that look great, but it probably is because the CG wasn't done yet. Like the friend like me number is fantastic. Um, cool. My problem is that it almost felt like, cause wasn't it? Cause Guy Ritchie was attached to it, and he's he directed it, but he was like attached early on, and then it was supposed to be like there wasn't gonna be music in it. It was gonna be like just Aladdin like as a story. And then all of a sudden it came out that they're going to be adding like the musical numbers and stuff. And I was like, that's an interesting choice for Guy Ritchie to do that. And then, of course, most of the musical numbers are pretty lame besides Friend Like Me. Friend Like Me is great. Um, but like the – what is the song? One Jump Ahead, like Aladdin's first song. That's freaking terrible. They like track in the audio poorly, and then they do some weird speed ramping where like they're moving fast, but the background's moving slow, and it doesn't look cool. It just looks awkward. Like, I'm like, what am I? Oh. Why would you do does that? It's like right at the beginning of the movie, too. So I was like, oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> does it feel like a Guy Ritchie movie or does it feel like Guy Ritchie restrained? I feel like it's restrained. There's some Guy Ritchie-isms for sure in there, though. Like, so he puts a stamp on it, but it's not like a, it doesn't. Hey, there's no snorry cam in this one, which I was disappointed at. I want some cameras strapped to the front of Aladdin as he's running down. None of that in the movie. I love those I jokes. know. There's none of that. There's no, like, sp- there's this no, is like, like a perfect movie to no, do it in when he's running there, through there the is, streets at the beginning. There is some speed ramping, though. We got, like, I think the shots in the trailer, too, like Aladdin gets kicked back in a chair, and it starts off fast, and it's like, goes Do you slow. like those? I love them, dude. Me I too. eat that out, yeah. <laughs> it's the best part of Sherlock Holmes. But they, all, of these, all of these movies, which this is why I'm kind of more excited, and I know, like, a lot of people have the holdup about Lion King's live action, and I kind of share some of those sentiments, but with it, you get all CG, right? My problem with the Disney live action remakes is that, like you said, it looks like... 30% of it is a set, and then the rest of it's just CG, and you can tell clearly what it's the difference set. is. Yep. That it's like Beauty and the Beast suffered from it, it, and this suffers from it too. Mm-hmm. The best parts of this movie is when you can, cl- like, it's like, oh, that's like when he's in the Cave of Wonders. It's like, and then Friend Like Me happens. Yeah. I was like, I'm in. This is awesome. Will Smith's killing it. He does, like, his own take on it. My problem with Will Smith, though, in the movie is you can tell that he doesn't really feel comfortable singing. So when it comes to the actual singing parts of the movie, he doesn't go for it, you know. Like he ra- he raps fine, he does all that stuff. But like at the end of Friend Like Me, when you gotta hit that note at the end, he he hits it, but it not it's not well. Where it's like, yeah, that's passable, but it's not like you're not giving it, yeah, like what you need to give it for that note. Um, but Aladdin, the Mena Masoud, I don't know how to pronounce his name. He was fine, but Naomi Scott was fantastic. Jasmine, yep, Jasmine was great. Amazing, like. Compare it like compare her voice to everyone else in the movie. It's insane. Like it's like she's <laughs> ten steps above everyone else. Where it's like, I don't know why I even had other people sing to be honest with you. And they give they give her like her own number too, which is cool. Um, I watched 
John Wick 3. It's been, this, it's been this long since we talked about it. But yeah, all I'm going to say is it gave me exactly what I want out of a John Wick movie. There's some uh, great stuff in there. I'm still excited to see this, it. There's like a 20-minute stretch of just pure action oh. with these dogs. Also, there's a lot more action in this movie than other ones i feel because like they take they it's usually like big set piece and then it takes like a break yeah yeah and then but this one's it's like almost it's just straight it's action. just straight, i cannot wait to it's see just it straight action i have one thing i just want to bring up real quick no. are you are you done with john wick do you have anything more no to say no that's all i had to say um i'm really tired of going on twitter and seeing people posting movie clips from movies that are still in theaters it's not okay did you see it, the clip of the one the from john wick with the knife going yep. in the dude's eye yeah. why I don't want to. I don't want to see all this stuff on Twitter all the time. When, like, wait, when? What? I don't know. I just it's saw a clip from John Wick where he's like going to stab they, a dude in the they eye. They go upstairs and it's all the knives and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, that was fun. And it's just like the movie's still in theaters. It's not okay to just post clips from the freaking movie online. Stop doing that. Yeah, I don't care put... if a trillion people saw the movie. There's still ten that didn't see it and don't want to spoil it yeah. for them. You don't need to dude, post the amount it of Endgame. You can just watch Endgame. Yeah, you watch the whole movie. <laughs> it's so annoying. Someone uploaded the final like ten seconds of Godzilla King of the Monsters. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. that for uh, Avengers. Quick side note, buddy hasn't seen it yet, and I was like, do you want to go? He goes, I already saw everything on Twitter. I was like, are you serious? He was like, yeah. And I, was, and I just fell back. So it was like, are you sure? Name all the moments. And he just listed off all the cool stuff that happens. And then I was like, that's so depressing that you know that because it completely takes away yeah. from seeing it happen without knowing. But honestly, it. to be fair, see it opening night. If you're a true, <laughs> if you're a true, if you're a true fan, see it opening <laughs> no, night. No, no. It, it, like, to be, like, honestly, at a certain point, it's like if you really cared enough, See it like opening weekend or something. Though. Not even like there was a solid month before there was really anything out there. It was like if you had time, you had time. Yeah. And I'm sure he's not too heartbroken about it. All right. What uh, fi- what, finally, real quick, just want to touch on this little shout out. I watched Raising Kratos, uh, the documentary yep, on Got to Work, feature length documentary that they released, and it was a lot more of a deep dive than I thought it would be, and because it's more, it's less about God of War. And more about um, just like the pressure put on game studios, and I appreciated that a lot. Um, I don't really rate documentaries, but this I'd give this a definite watch if you're interested in any sort of like game development, anything like that. Like the way it focuses on um, Corey, he's like the main Corey of Barlog. it, yeah, and how he was brought back and like he because he was the creative director on One two, two, yeah, and then he left, and then they. S- like sought after him after like there was like times where they did they had a project and then it got canceled then sony's like you may want to revisit god of war again they're like okay ascension didn't do too great and then they went it's like and then as they're developing this game they're moving locations and everything so it's like no one thought that the game was going to be great and the way it like kicks off the third like act of it by like showing like the E3 presentation and like them prepping it and it's so it, like chills. It's the dude. best trailer it's, I've ever it's seen. Chills when he walks out of the shadows and you see his beard and you just and hear you, him go boy. And I love in in the boy <laughs> in the in the it like shows it, but then it cuts to like Corey's face when he says it, and then like everyone cheers and you just see him smile, and it's like perfect, dude. He's like, yeah, we got him. We <laughs> got you, him. Have you seen it, Tyler? Raising Kratos? Yeah. No, I have not. Oh, okay. Did you watch it? No, I haven't seen okay, it. Okay, you should watch. It's like where's it? Um, it's on YouTube. PlayStation, oh, okay. PlayStation's official thing. Um, also, did you, real quick aside before we jump into the topic of the show, Godzilla, 
Did you see the news on like his Twitter? Who's Corey Ball? So apparently he made like this giant thread about like development started on too. No, no, no. It's, it's about out. about the start of like well, like reflecting back on the development of the game, and then at the first letter for each of them is Ragnarok is coming. Oh my god, <laughs> this fucking bastard, dude. <laughs> oh but Sony isn't at E3 this year, so we'll probably have to wait. It, it's Maybe probably going to be like a PlayStation year. 5 launch or something, oh, which is... I don't even know about launch, but it will be PlayStation 5 for sure. I want Game 2 to come out right now. <laughs> it's like... That's like one of the only games, too, that like has like a post credit scene. And it's... Which is phenomenal, and it never... It gives you one line of dialogue that like hints at it, and you have to like seek it out on your own. Like He's just like, hey, maybe we should stop back home. And he's like, okay. And then you don't need to for like you could you'd learn you could platinum the game and then go back and then you like oh and then you it has I'm ready. two of the best moments I've ever seen or yeah. played in a video game and by I, far. It, even for me Who and I haven't played even the played the other in that moment when it hits you're like no way it's so it, good like oh uh, yeah it's phenomenal all right let's since move on I haven't played it but that loser that 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 moment. When I'm watching the playthrough, wait. Do you know? Okay, yeah, you know what we're talking about. I got absolutely chills all, oh, all down my body dude, from that. In the documentary, he also focuses on like the actors that like play it and how like mm-hmm. um, like Sonny the guy that played. Sulgic. Yeah, and he he didn't know that it was a game. <coughs> he just like even uh, Kratos didn't know it was a game when he was like reading the like someone like his agent was like, here's a script that someone sent. And then he was like, right, he's like, this is phenomenal. And then like he was like, this is a one take video game. Yeah, and then he's like, okay. And then he like there's like a part where he's talking about Christopher Judge. Yeah, he starts name. crying in the interview. He's like, "Yeah, I can't talk about this." Like he's talking about how it made him reflect on being a dad and everything, and how he put the wrong values on like masculinity oh, and stuff like that. And it's great. And then it's a phenomenal fucking video. Yeah, man. probably one of the best ever made. Yeah, that's Almost why. That's why the documentary. And I love I love watching that and like indie game the movie when it shows these games and the developers are so stressed out and they're like I hope it was worth it and then you know you know that it was worth it like the Super Meat Boy guys like they're like oh I like they've barely been living life they've just been developing this game and I was like hey man it work. was like the night before it was least it's like you're about to be a millionaire and <laughs> just hold out hope right now and the thing with that it kind of sucks too is just like you put all this hard work everyone's excited but everyone just like when's the next one yeah that's yeah so true. you get back to work and yeah that is that was my first thought when i completed the game was like oh man can you make two for yeah, me now please but yeah he just take take his time he he already he and he was tweeting about like he um he already made like multiple passes through the script and everything for the game so the script is done i think now it's just a matter of working on it all right, let's jump into Godzilla. Enough video game talk. This yeah, is a movie top podcast. topic of the show: Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Rattle off some facts about it, Jake, because I have no idea who directed this movie. Uh, Michael Doherty. Yeah, what else directed by direct? Michael Doherty. He did um, Trick or Treat, Krampus. Okay, Krampus. Some yeah. favorite. Have you heard of Trick or Treat? It's like a cult. Mm-hmm. It's a cult classic. Yeah. yeah, horror movie that a lot of people love. Yeah, I yeah I've. He's a horror guy. Yeah, and scored by um. Bear McCreary, yep. who also God scored God of War. I know that yeah. one. The score was great in the movie. Why, Nate, why don't we give our quick reviews first? And then, Jake, I want you to tell us why it's the best movie that's come out this year so far. Okay. Go. You want me to go first? Yeah. All right. So 
Um, I enjoyed it. I didn't like it as much as the 2014 version for reasons I'll get into in a second. But all the monster stuff I thought was great. It was really well directed. It was really clear and easy to see what was going on. One of my big fears from the trailer was that it was going to be similar to what Pacific Rim 2 did where the monster fights, they're not going to feel as big. It's just going to be these CGI. Everything's going to be moving super fast and be like it's not going to have that same weight that Godzilla does in the first movie. He's this big creature and he moves super slow, but every, you know, it's so destructive when he hits everything in this movie, even though it's has a lot more action in it, it's still, I still felt like it had that weight and that slow pace to it that I like about my big monster movies. Right. What I didn't like about it compared to the first one was the human story in the sense that it feels like way more unrealistic. Now, it's not, I know that sounds ridiculous talking about a giant monster movie, but in the first one, it's just the regular, you know, it's a guy who's got a family and he's in the regular military and the military is just trying to figure out what to do with the monsters while the monsters are wreaking havoc. Now we have secret government terrorist organizations battling against each other and the technology, it's like this takes place five years later, but we have ridiculous technology now. And I hate that they have to do that. I would have preferred it if it would have just been, give me a family that has nothing to do with the monsters and we could, they get 20 minutes of screen time. So I see a crazy monster fight and then you get a, a couple perspective shots because they're in the city and they're looking up. So you see the fight from their eyes a couple times and that makes the that that just makes the human side more compelling when you have three characters and they're trying to survive or something instead of 50 human characters who i couldn't remember That's, keep straight there was too many man oh, what was going there on was too many yeah there was too many that and it's it, you feel like the one out of 50 i'd care about but i literally didn't care about anyone i didn't care about the totally father agree. daughter mother storyline nope. i didn't why did they need him? What did he do? And it's nothing. weird because, you know, everyone, and I completely agree where it's like, just give me monsters fighting and I'll be happy. But, and I heard like going into this, that that's what this was, but I felt even more disappointed with the fights. Cause I felt like as soon as the fight started, it cut away like instantly. It was like, Oh, that was good. Oh, so I don't get to be in that moment. You're just going to cut away, do a storyline that I don't care about. So you said, you said that before I got to see the movie is that it did the same thing as the first one where it kind of a vital is about to start and then it'll cut away. And I didn't feel like it did it as bad, like as much as the first one. There was more action, more fights, but it did where it's like, oh, the monsters are about to fight. So let's cut to the it humans. Does do it. Yeah. It yeah. lets cut to the humans having to deal with stuff. And then you're not even seeing the monsters fight. Like yeah. that's boring. And I absolutely cared so little about what the fucking story was in this movie because it was insane. And like, I, it, was, it was hard to follow. Yeah. All I it would have. They should have just made the monsters wake up. The humans have no idea what's going on. They're like, uh, there's a that's bunch the of giant monsters now, waking up, killing everything. Now, here's the it. thing. Here's the thing. And this is going to be controversial in this room, but I'm going to say it. And before I, before I say the t controversial take, I completely agree with you. I think even though I wasn't in love with the human story in the first one, I thought it was more manageable and made more sense to the right. actual plot of the movie. Um, where this one, it felt to me, and I'll, hey, I'll, I'll go down with this shit too. It felt to me a little bit like Batman v Superman and it felt honestly like Civil War as well where everyone wants to once you say oh these two people are going to fight each other you're going to be like oh man how are they going to do that and then they just introduce some random plot device like literally some random thing that makes them fight it's not that they do it under their own volition they're like literally forced to and as soon as they introduce this, the thing where it's like we can pretty much control the monsters I was like oh god <laughs> I was like, here we go. I, I, I just thought they were going to start waking up. And then it was like basically the claim to be the alpha, which is kind of what, you know. Yeah. It makes sense for that to be the plot of the movie. But the way that the humans kind of 
I, I'd rather if it was like the humans are powerless in this situation. That's what I wanted like, it to be. It makes more sense, like right? We can't, and of course, like, and then they come to the realization and they come to agree that even though Godzilla is this destructive force, he's the one that's here to save us and yeah. he's the one that we need to back. It's basically like, put all of our chips on Godzilla table. Please win, fingers crossed. But and then that would have made, made like some of the stuff that happens in the movie more impactful, I think. Also, slight spoilers, but my boy, my boy Rodan done a little dirty. He like brought in and he was like, I was like, oh, dude, this is gonna His be hype. And then he just disappeared. Awesome. Yeah, and then he just disappears. Yep, totally. I'm agree. Like, it really wasn't. It felt like. And then they there's like, no joke, like 50 monsters in this movie, but it's really none of them Godzilla and Ghadir. Right? Yeah, which is Isn't fine. Which is fine if I King Ghidorah. I don't want to spoil anything. Which is fine. You're right, but they kind of sold it. I thought I was gonna see 80 monsters fighting. It wasn't. It was just Godzilla and the and the bad guy. Which is it was fine. Um, it was cool. And also something that I'd like to point out. Um, this one, I think there was like there was awesome moments. There was stuff that I'm like, that's cool how they were able to do that on the big screen and it, stuff like that. But what I think the first one did better, and I think this just leads to um, the director's name. I forgot. Michael, Michael Doherty. No, no, no. Uh, first movie. Gareth, Gareth Ed- Evans. Edwards. 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 Gareth Edwards. Because there's another one that does the raid movies, right? It's close to that. Name. Gareth Evans. Yeah. yeah. Um, he and he proved this in Rogue One, which I had my problems with as well. But the way he sells scale was like the the difference between this like Godzilla looking in this movie to Godzilla. I thought the last one did it better. Yeah, where and I also watched a very interesting video today talking about like the differences between like Pacific Rim and Uprising and what the difference is, and some of the coolest shots in this movie follow what did uh, Pacific Rim right where you treat the camera in these CG environments like a camera still does. Because in Uprising, it's just virtual. Like, the camera's moving everywhere, doing unrealistic things that it can't really do, and that instantly takes you out and says, this is fake. Or, like, in the original Godzilla, you're getting, like you said, like, those awesome perspective shots, like, from the ground as they're fighting and stuff like that. And they do some cool stuff like that in this one, too. But um, still, that shot that from the trailer that made me kind of skeptical, that's, like, an example of, like, when it's, like... The cross. Yeah, when they're, like, well, the cross is fine. Like... I hated that they just kept going back to it, though. I was like, okay, I know you're proud of the shot. Just It's always on, like, the computer screen, too. I'm like, why is that the only shot you have of Rodan? There but, were a lot of great shots yeah, in the movie. No, yeah, it, and the lighting and everything. I think the cinematography is great. The score was great. Um, but, like, that shot where it's, like, Godzilla and uh, Ghidorah running at each other, and it's like... They moved too <laughs> quick in that scene because yeah. that's all they showed in the yeah. trailer. And I thought the whole movie they'd move like that fast, yeah. and they didn't. That was the only part, and I was like, that was weird. But then the rest of it, it was still like the slow. Mothra's done dirty in this movie too. I disagree. Mothra was cool. Mothra well, was great. You're right. It was cool. The two minutes, three. <laughs> I I would love. I would just love to see the breakout of like actual fighting, like how long that is. Oh, that's a good point. Because there was like for the first movie, there was like twelve minutes. Yeah, but out of the two hour, some about it though. No, no, I know, but like, I would just, I want to see the comparison between because I felt very similar to like, I mean that the the Rodan scene when he's chasing him down is great, but of course it's like, yeah, this is the one plane that gets away. Like you, did, I need, I need a movie to sell me that that's how, like that's what happens. But for that one, it was just like, as soon as something bad's about, like literally maybe fifteen times in the movie, as soon as something bad's about to happen to a character. Oh, another monster shows up. Okay, <laughs> now they're fighting, and oh, you, you were anticipating these two characters fighting. Oh, oh, there they are. They met. Oh. 
okay, we're back to Millie Bobby Brown crying about her mom yep. literally massacring everyone on the planet. Yeah, she so a weird, weird plot twist there. So I kind of saw it coming though. So touching on Mothra, <laughs> Mothra has a lot of stuff going on when she's not on screen that kind of makes up for it. And if you're not, if you're not really into the lore yeah. of behind Mothra and these monsters, you're not gonna understand that. I do and not I'm not that. saying that you. I, that's I, the case. If I'm being honest with you, I almost had no idea what was going on. <laughs> like, my, 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 it, she she woke up and then she fell asleep again. Then she woke up again and then, and then she hugged Godzilla. Yeah, and yeah, it was just like okay. I the whole movie I was just like okay, cool, yeah. That, <laughs> that, that was just like I didn't know what else to think. I was like, oh yeah, Mothra's in the movie. Yeah, it was so also Mothra's like one tenth the size of every other monster. Yeah, make her bigger. Anyway, my only uh, my my final review is like it's entertaining guy. enough to where I would watch it again. Yeah, I still think the other one is considerably better because I enjoyed the human story a lot more. Like I just enjoyed following that more. In this one, I would if I watch this movie again, I would just want to skip to when the monsters fight because that's when it's entertaining. And I feel like that's when the director gets to flex his directing muscles mm-hmm. and show us how talented he is with setting up shots and and doing stuff because all the human stuff is just super generic. There was boring. there was like one awesome shot where it's like, um. Got, you see, it's like the reflection, like the fight and oh, the reflection yes. of the building, and then also like crash into it. I was like, that's a pretty cool shot. I respect that. But also, I would, this one, my final thought on it is that it reeked of franchise building, while the yes. first movie felt like way more of a standalone yes. kind of Godzilla monster movie. Well, this one's like, look at this entire universe of all these monsters. And how many times did you hear Skull Island said? I counted 58. Not. <laughs> <laughs> They, I swear, in the beginning, though, they they said Skull Island, and the word yeah. Skull Island appeared on yeah. newspaper clippings at least a hundred times yeah. in the movie. I couldn't believe it. It was like, yeah. I get it. I needed one. Give me King it, Kong it was, one time. It was even in, like, Age of Ultron when they say Wakanda, but they say it, like, once. And yeah. you're, like, you're like even then you're like, okay, you, you could have just did, it like, a little more clever of an Easter egg. This, they say it, and I'm like, okay. And they, they continue to say it, yeah. like, so four times. So I was times. like, I get it. And I'm excited to see, like, I guess we'll see what happens in that movie. But I can almost guarantee there's going to be some plot device where Godzilla, someone, is controlling the puppets. And it's well, like you know Godzilla they're going to team Kong. up by the end. Yeah. It's fine. So it's, We know that already. It's fine. It's going to be fun. I want to touch on some Ghidorah things. comes back. One of the, even though I love the marketing for this movie, one of the most disappointing facts was, like, they did showcase all of the great shots yeah. in the trailers. They showed all of them. And in the final trailer... They ruin one of Godzilla's greatest creations ever done to the Godzilla design in the third act of the movie. Why are you going to show me that? He did look pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. yeah. Why are you going to show me that? Make it a surprise. Also, that you go to see a movie in IMAX, and it literally plays one of the entire fights of the movie. Like it plays the Ghidorah versus like Wait, b- like not for like but the when you, preview yeah like a preview like because I saw Aladdin or something and then it shows like oh okay here's a special IMAX preview of God Godzilla and it literally shows like the three minute fight between him and Ghidorah the first one yeah Antarctica yeah that's yeah. so stupid like they like I, wa- I as I was watching the movie it's like oh where's this go- oh oh I already saw this scene. And then it shows O'Shea Jackson on the ground. He's like, oh, my God. And then somehow he's in the helicopter. <laughs> I was like, why was he in the movie? Oh, God, dude. Don't even. 
All right, Jake. Tell us why Godzilla from a Godzilla, Godzilla super, fan. super fan. Super Every single movie you have seen. If Godzilla's name and, is on it, and Jake's seen it. So before, why is it the best movie of the year? So before this movie, I was like, I'm super excited for it. I've only seen a handful of movies, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to watch all of them. Watch all 34 of them in like a 24-day span. And I love the franchise. It's just super fun. And one of the biggest things about people that, like I told Tyler this, is like almost all of these movies are completely absurd with their storylines. Mm-hmm. Like stuff that I – it's just really bad writing and everything like that. But the fighting, it's, it's always good. It's always enjoyable. There's always some really quirky stuff that you can you can just laugh at. Yeah, yeah. It, usually, my thing is that it usually doesn't take Godzilla movies. Usually, don't take themselves too seriously, you know. Yeah. But that's what I appreciated about the first, like the first one, is that it did take itself seriously, yeah. but it made a story that, yeah, it's just a guy in the military. Nothing's unrealistic yeah. about it. And then this one, it's just like there's as- corporate espionage yeah. and there's like cross. There's like a villain that gets no development at all. So that's and then they take it seriously still. So that's the reason why this absurd storyline doesn't bother me yeah. as I'm used yeah. to it in this franchise. And you know kind of like that's no excuse to you can't have a better script or whatever. Mm-hmm. They had five years to make this and But it like I like I completely see like your perspective going into it. I don't think that should um like you shouldn't that shouldn't affect your rating at all like that's part of the movie viewing experience so that's why seeing you like it i was just happy that you liked it because i was like this movie probably means (laughs) 10 times more like i just went to go see it because i was like oh a big blockbuster we'll see it but um but a lot of people are on the same page as you too when it comes to like actual godzilla fans so well, there's definitely never been a Godzilla movie with this kind of budget where you get to see these crazy big epic monster battles that aren't people uh, in what costumes. What was the 2000s Godzilla? Matthew Broderick? Massive there, he, budget. That's just him. Or that's just Godzilla. Like, there's no other monster in that movie, you know? And so, like, no, there's little baby Godzillas. <laughs> so, this is like the first movie, I've, first Godzilla movie in besides the 2014 one that I've seen on the big screen. I haven't seen any of these monsters on the big screen before. Yeah. So I just got like, just watch like the opening scene, like just as a credit started rolling at the beginning, it's a Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah, yeah. I got a little emotional. I was yeah. just like, this is really happening. It's super surreal to me. And you know what? There's Michael Doherty has, is a huge fan of the franchise. And there's so much stuff that he put into the movie like literally, almost every thirty seconds, there's an Easter egg or something that pays homage to the, what, like the classic any one. any of them. And if you're not uh, if you're not watching these movies yeah. like I did, you're not gonna notice them, and you're probably gonna be confused about some storylines like with the twins and Mothra and stuff like that. But I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that like I just saw. I'm like, oh yes, that's awesome. I'm glad. You, I'm so glad mm-hmm. you. They pick someone with such passion for the franchise. Something just dawned on me. The twins are in the movie, aren't they? Yes, they are. I thought it was the same character, and I no. was so confused oh, for a man. second. <laughs> yeah, I, was, it got, I got it the second time they showed it. I was like, wasn't she Wasn't she in the plane, and now she's back on the base? And then I was like, one of them was wearing a hat at one point. It was just something. more characters. Yeah. 
So <laughs> that I never saw before that I'm seeing for the first time. Other thing is about she the... in the are they in the first movie? No. Like no. the 2014 Godzilla? Yeah. No. No. Ken Watanabe is right. He yeah. he's the okay. only one okay. I believe that's a recurring character. So the thing about the characters is like I really want Have you seen Shin Godzilla? No, but I heard it's Okay. Phenomenal. Shin Godzilla is great. But the thing is the amount of characters imagine this movie Shin Godzilla times 10. Jesus. There the one of my biggest problems with that movie is like every like there's just bunch of conference room mm-hmm. scenes all oh, okay. like constantly going and so every person that talks will have a name and job name yeah like to them. occupation and things. so it's like go to this character same thing go to this character same thing and you're like and do so, i need to know all these yeah so but i just thought i'm used to the story i thought it's okay i'm used to it it just seeing these mm-hmm. monsters that I've loved on the big screen at this amount of scale. It, did it you get did you get emotional with the last uh like Godzilla scene? Yes. When okay. Especially I thought that was pretty with, cool, um, but I was also like, Did you earn it? Especially <laughs> with a big plot point in the movie that I'm not gonna spoil. At the the temp I'm just gonna say temple. Okay. Yeah. I got super emotional during that, like there's two really cool things about the movie that pay homage to the original. So the Godzilla roar, if you, it's not as earth shattering mm-hmm. as the one in 2014. Yeah. Because it's the 1954 version. Is it okay? Yeah. And so and then Bear McCreary rescoring. Yeah, that was the original. Awesome. He's rising out of the that, water. That was, like, yeah, that, that's one of the best parts of the movie. I. I but also, I appreciate so the homage to the old roar, but nothing beats when your ears rattle when it comes yeah. in. Also, you gotta give me, like they even in the trailers, I was getting worried, and they didn't really give me it with like the reverberation after it. You know, mm-hmm. that's my favorite part of it, like how like it does like the and I'm not even gonna do it because I'm just not gonna embarrass myself. But like, there's like that part like after the roar that like resonates with yeah. me more than the actual roar itself, where it's like. Godzilla's about to destroy this entire city and no one's gonna... like also I didn't one thing is like I just felt like I don't know why they bounced around so much too where I get it like there's yeah. all these outposts where the monsters are but it felt like it was just like can we just stay in one place and have these people fight like I thought that's what it was leading up to and like that because they're having all these people evacuate by this like where Rodan is and it's like oh perfect there's like an empty city and these people can just fight it's no. like even like a mountainside too, where it's like you can just have. No. But Fortunately, need... another a major, a ma- major American city was uh, able to evacuate in its entirety in just a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> so then... well, they need the giant buildings for them to break too. Oh, for sure. Some people Which have, is like, fun to compared see. it like kind of that bouncing around factor of like kind of what BVS did almost in a way. Can you guys quit? Maybe. I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad. Batman versus. I Superman. love that movie, but I'm just saying though, a lot of people have compared it to that and. You know, it's kind of just like... And I'd agree. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, revelations abound in this episode. <laughs> I think I feel very similar about this movie as I, I do. I where it's not like I hate it, but I have... Yeah. 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 Strong feelings about it. Yeah, like about certain things yeah. that they do where I'm just like, why? Why would you do it that way? I feel like... A Beer the, McCreary <clears throat> score. It is so 15 good. thumbs up. From and me. I got it on the special edition triple lp colored 57 dollars <laughs> 57 bucks 
Yes. Was it worth it? Worth every dollar. And I, I haven't even got it yet. <laughs> I uh, I feel like the best part of the movie are the monster fights, and they lived up to my expectations. Like it definitely was worth seeing at the movie theater. What about when um, Surge from System of a Down comes in at the end and starts singing the Godzilla, the Blue Oyster Cult Godzilla? Was that him? Yeah. They should have just played the Blue Oyster Cult version. I was like, oh. But I, I listened to it before the movie came out because it dropped it before. Mm-hmm. So when it started playing at the because I was kind of expecting just some homage to the Blue Oyster Cult song in it. See, I didn't know that was you a didn't song. Know. So I'm just like. You I didn't just, know that was a song? I didn't know it was a song, okay? So, so <laughs> He may have seen all the movies, folks, but he has not listened to all the songs. So these, not even all the songs. So I, these songs. When the score dropped, that was the opening track. I'm like. This is anime as hell. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, overall, I like the Blue Oyster Cult version better. But I do like how he added like the chants in there. Uh-huh. You could tell that they they were like, that someone played God of War, and they're like, "Hey, can you do like some God of War stuff for this?" Where they feel like gods, and he's like, "Yeah, sure." Because no, you get like he's you talented. Get, you get like a lot of the chants in there and the score and stuff like that. But I feel like it works for the movie. I hope he gets more movie deals. I think uh, so. To do some I think he will. Movies. You get you got Ramin getting a bunch of them too more movies he did a wrinkle in time so i just want to touch on some things so going Go for forward it. just touch me Jake. obviously this movie underperformed in the box office not domestic not, uh, yeah. yeah it's not what they would have wanted and so now they pushed back godzilla versus kong Didn't they really a couple months because they want the it's funny because the head of whatever I can't remember his first name, but his last name is Emmerich. So that's the director's Roland last name. Emmerich. He, it's not the same guy. Oh, thank but so, Christ! So he's like, we want to give you the A plus movie that you guys deserve. Okay. So we're gonna push it back a couple months, whatever. Okay. So I think the predict my prediction is what Godzilla versus Kong is gonna be is so every, all these monsters are bowing down to Godzilla but I think just the biggest but, spoiler alert that you could possibly <laughs> I didn't realize that. No, it's okay it's okay keep going so, <laughs> it's called King of the Monsters folks so get with the and, program but I think Kong won't okay so that's where so the conflict comes yeah. in well and, clearly there is some uh, bad blood between the yeah. two huh Adam Wingard's directing it yes that's not Emmerich, dude. That's Adam no, Wingard. no. It's a studio head for. Oh, okay. But so Adam Wingard going really forward. Um, Death Note is my favorite. Mm. Mm. Go ahead. He did. He does have some good movies under his belt. So that's yeah. that makes me more intrigued by this movie. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what direction they go with the movie because in the original Godzilla vs Kong, you haven't seen it by now. I don't care. Spoilers. Kong wins. Right? Kong wins. And but they're also like the same really, side. Yeah, it's a really epic fight, and they both fall into the water. It's like a 30 seconds or whatever, and then Godzilla – no, not Godzilla. Kong rises, and he just walks off into the walks into the sea, which is – why are you walking out yeah, to the away. sea? <laughs> That's like where you can't be, but, Kong. Where are you going, bud? But, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't Godzilla so, swim? <laughs> also, since Toho lent um, the rights to – Rodan, Mothra, King Ghidorah. Legendary Pictures only has that stuff until 2022. Interesting. So Toho like gets deals. back the rights, but that doesn't matter now because 
Legendary Pictures has their own monsters that were established yeah. in this movie, and they could easily do Mecha Godzilla. Mm-hmm. They could easily do Mecha Ghidorah if they wanted to. They well, there there was a little hint Ooh. towards some. Yeah, Ghidorah that's clearly going to be what they're when Kong and Godzilla beat the shit out of each other, and then someone's make a device to go team up, guys, and then they're going to have to fight the remade human version of Ghidorah. Right? So it'll be From interesting to see because once they Spoilers. get back the rights, <laughs> once they get back the rights, no one knows if they're going to make a Shin Godzilla two because it left off with a cliffhanger, and there's literally been no sayings about it at all all they know is toho gets back the rights yeah they're probably they're probably just making a fat stack of cash off legendary and they're like okay we'll just make our movie again yeah when they get it back shin godzilla is pretty grounded too so none of those none of those other monsters were like monsters in previous godzilla movies i like the turtle guy i'm interested to see turtle guy movie i didn't even remember the turtle i like the mammoth mammoth very interesting pick his name is because he kind of looked like king kong because his body was shaped very strangely. No, you know why he looked like King Kong? It's because he has fur. That's probably because that's thanks, the first thing. That's hey, the first. Thanks, thanks. No, that's the first thing that I thought too. I was like, is that Kong? And then it went out. I was like, oh, because so it, it's like other him and interesting Kong are the only ones point that, that I want to make real quick. So, How's Kong gonna get to the mainland? He's swimming, dude. No, I think He's it's gonna, gonna be. To just I think it's gonna be on like, Skull Island. On Skull Island, that'd be cool. Because it said seismic activity. Um, one of the end clippings towards skull island so we'll see they also made a point in kong star island to say that kong never stops growing or something like yeah. that so maybe because that took place in the 70s right yeah. or the late 60s do you think so, we'll get any characters from kong skyline island to like hopefully brie larson's back <laughs> why, well why are you guys sniggering over here well they have to well they have to like they'd have to do makeup for sure yeah because it's 40 years. 40 years into the future. <laughs> but so... I want John C. Riley. Yeah, he's still on the island. He Wait, does he... We already spoiled does King he of the We can spoil Kong School Island. Who? Yeah. John C. Riley. He gets toasted. Yeah, oh, he does. Sure. Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say Samuel Jackson, but I for know for sure he gets he got toasted. toasted. Yeah. <laughs> so Toho didn't lease out the rights to a bunch of other... Okay. monsters it was pretty last minute but in the since the art of godzilla king of the monsters book just came out there was shots of gigan gamera and a bunch of other monsters that there were gonna be in this movie but now i'm gonna i'm gonna th- throw out my final bit of godzilla knowledge i'm pe- I'm, pe- I'm just peeling it off my forehead right here did you ever play like the game for PS2, yes, the fighting game? That's all we talked about that afterwards. Was, that was freaking <laughs> awesome. We were at Buffalo Wild Wings, and we're like, oh, which game do we all play? <laughs> yeah. I like this guy. Nick, your brother, was here, like, this dude was my favorite. He had metal arms yeah. or something. Yeah. That was stupid. Yeah. No, I have, I, have, I have great memories with that. My dad would watch Nick and I play, and then every time we'd get like the charge up to use the radiation blast, he'd say, torch him! <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd just fight. Great game. Yeah. Better than this <laughs> From my personal take, I need to watch Shin Godzilla though because I heard it's great. And also, are like the anime stuff from on Netflix is that good too? The first two movies are good. Not gonna lie, Godzilla kind of sucks because he's he is insanely massive. Like King of the Monsters, that's like the biggest theatrical, but in anime form, he's literally ten times the size. So he's extremely slow. He barely moves the entire movie. The design is really lazy. 
It's literally just straight black. It's just like not good at all. Dang. But like the human story yeah, is actually cartoons. pretty cool. Yeah. And but then the third movie super anticlimactic. Cuz I I heard like when a lot of when those were coming out, uh people were pretty excited about them on Reddit and stuff like that. At least the first one they were like they were surprised with how much they liked it. And then I just stopped hearing about them. So I was like, "Oh, yeah, in the second that. movie, they do a really cool thing with Mecha Godzilla. He's no longer actually Mecha Godzilla. His armor turns into a city. Very anime. And so, like, I'm not going to spoil anything, yeah. but, like, this city is, like, a defense force against Godzilla on that world. Okay. Yeah. And. I feel like it might have even been better instead of doing like those three movies to just do a series. Yeah, I like know. I feel like that would get a lot more mm-hmm. attention on Netflix. But I don't know. I want to watch Shin Godzilla with you guys because I'd be down. Because there's a cool thing I told Tyler about this. Godzilla has stages of evolution during the really? movie. I saw one like I just Godzilla's eyes in that movie freaked me out, dude. They're scary. Yeah. They're like the same ones from 1954 yeah, like the too. Yeah, that's why it's probably so off-putting. Um, do they use like is it CG or do they use like practical stuff for it? Like the they use a lot of practical okay, stuff. That's in what movie. that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, heard there's that's some like the CG mold. stuff. Yeah, but yeah. The, Obviously, there's a lot of pro- practical pop, stuff. Yeah, because I heard that one's kind of like the most faithful to like the original out of all yes. of them. It's it's a political satire movie too. Okay. About current state Japan and what how their government works and stuff like that. Some really funny stuff. Um but yeah, there's some biblical Godzilla scenes Sweet. in that movie. Sweet. And the ending super good. So if they don't do a direct sequel to that movie, I'm going to be pissed. They probably will honestly cuz they made a whole bunch of money in Japan, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, like they I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's if there's one like movie out of Japan recently that got attention over here as well, mm-hmm. like besides the animated stuff. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see. It, do, they don't have anything announced that is coming after Godzilla vs. Kong, right? Like that's like the next one in their franchise. Plans. Yeah, that's it right now. I guess we'll see. Knowing Adam Wingard's directing it, that gets me a little bit more excited for it, but also I'm still kind of lukewarm about it. Little tidbit about the mecha godzilla dude what if Quote mecha unquote. godzilla's in godzilla versus kong and it's the humans be... join the so, fight how mecha godzilla was created in the original they had to use a exoskeleton of one of the godzillas that had died and if in the beginning of the 2014 there's another godzilla in wherever peru or whatever the exoskeleton is there. Interesting. Mecha Godzilla. Did you know so you th- much about think- Godzilla? It's insane. Do you think? Do you think? So do you think they'll call it Mecha Godzilla? Because that's pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it because gonna- I love what it is. But like for the movies that they're setting up, if I have to listen to Tywin Land is just say Mecha Godzilla, we I don't. Have cre- we have created. <laughs> maybe maybe they'll go in the direction of Mecha Godzilla two. Where at the final stage of Mecha Godzilla, it's Super Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, I'd honestly <laughs> prefer that. <laughs> Mecha, hey, Mecha Godzilla was one of my favorites in the game. He just yeah, he's cool. always great. He just looks cool. But yeah, I'm excited for God Godzilla versus Turtle Man. 
That's my next anticipation. That's the fourth one. Yeah. Godzilla Turtle Man. <laughs> Godzilla it's not even verse. It's just Godzilla Turtle Man. <laughs> Directed by Roland Number. Yeah, they bring him back. <laughs> and I thought that... he did such a good job with uh, uh, Broderick in the freaking 2000s. They bring God... back Broderick. <laughs> and they established that Godzilla really likes tuna. In what? In, in the Roland Emmerich version, remember, like, they draw Godzilla out with, like, a massive oh pile of God. tuna. <laughs> All I remember about that movie is... The eggs. Is I remember the eggs. The eggs. I remember How the baby Godzilla Godzillas. Looks. And I remember the box art. Okay. That's, so... <laughs> the greens. Got yeah. the green lettering in the eye. So if you take <laughs> off oh Godzilla off of that movie... Like the title Godzilla, it works more towards a Jurassic Park movie yeah, like, than anything. My dad, my dad does not like that. He's my dad's a big Godzilla yeah. fan too, and he does not like that movie. But we still own it, and he's st- if it's on, he will he'll force himself to watch. <laughs> and then he goes, "I hate it." <laughs> yeah. He also likes the what is it? There's like some other monster movie. Yeah, we were, yeah. Nick Talon was shouting. Who, Nick wait, who's Nick, who's Nick Talon? Shout out to. Uh, not on the podcast anymore. Really sad what happened, but we'll but yeah, talk Nick about it in a special. Me, yeah. Yeah. Once we get back from his funeral, we'll talk yeah. about it. <laughs> like I had told him this too. Some people in the Godzilla community want um, James Wan to do the Gamera movie and maybe possibly do Gamera versus Godzilla and him direct that too. Is is legendary? Is that Conjuring? Yes. No clue. Because that might that might I, actually be a real possibility that James Wan comes and directs a monster movie. I can't remember. Because they, they, I don't know. People like to seem to work under the same umbrella. For example, the Tom Holland thing working with Sony and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You see that more and more, I feel. I mean, I got nothing else to add about that. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm done. I got nothing. It was... I'm just so happy with yeah. what it I'm happy was. that you're happy. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happier for you than I am about the movie. Yeah, and that's fine. <laughs> I understand why people don't like it as much. Yeah. I accept that, but it was just literally everything that I could have wanted from a monster action standpoint with Rodan, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, and Godzilla. Bunch of homage to cool, the original. Cool design on Rodan, though. Like how he constantly awesome looks like design. He's on fire all the time. He looks like a giant turkey. I was gonna say pterodactyl. He really <laughs> reminded me of Thanks Killing. Oh he my God! I was about to. <laughs> yeah. The head right. looks like a turkey. Have you guys seen You're that? honestly right. Yeah. Should yeah. I quote the opening line? No, nope. I, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pass on that one. All right. Is that it? Let's call it a I day, boys. That's it. I don't even remember what episode this is, but 29. thanks for listening to the Talent Bros podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us, uh, Jake. Thank you. Uh, showering us with your Godzilla expertise. I really, I honestly do appreciate it. I appreciate, I appreciate you bringing me down here. Of course. Well, I didn't drive you. You you still got to you still got to make the drive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just chilling in my own house right now. Uh, but we'll have a new episode of A Dance with Dummies up for you this week as well. Um, but other than that, thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time. <laughs>